and then we'll finish out with singing tonight. But 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and this is about singing. The power of praise. <clears throat> the nation was surrounded by their enemy. Their enemy was coming, coming after them anyway, was getting ready to attack and... Um, Sorry, a little distracted there. My phone was facing up, and I'm getting hurricane updates from family. Power's out. This is happening. Um, <clears throat> moment by moment blow there. Okay, back to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. So they, they're being attacked by, by their enemy. It says in verse number 2, he refers to it, Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat refers to it as a great multitude is he's being told is coming up against them. And so he goes before the Lord. He begins to intercede. He begins to pray. He goes before God and the people and begins to appeal to heaven. And in verse number nine, he says, if when evil cometh upon us, this is part of his prayer. He's talking to the Lord. He said, when, when bad things happen, we come here and we pray. He said, if when evil come upon us, and he describes the evil, different kinds of evil that might come against God's people. He said, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. Powerful verse right there. When evil comes against us, where should we be? We should be in God's presence, taking our troubles to him. He said, and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou wilt hear and help. Then I, I love how he, he, um, he talks to God about what he told him in the past. You told us not to attack these people when we came here, and now look how they're rewarding us. We get down to verse 12. O, God, o our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. So when you don't know what to do, here's the passage to turn to. He says, but we don't know what to do. <clears throat> we don't have the army equipped to fight this enemy, but our eyes are upon thee. Again, we see the prayer. Let's turn our eyes to the Lord when trouble comes. Verse 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. All the families, whole families as a unit came together as a nation before the Lord. Lord begins to speak. He's, the Holy Spirit comes on a man, um, Jehaziel, who is actually a descendant of Asaph, which was one of the original um, musicians in the temple. When, when David started setting up temple worship, Asaph was one of the main men. His descendants for generations, when bad things would happen to Israel, the Holy Spirit would come up on one of his descendants often and give help and give a word from the Lord. <clears throat> and in verse 15, we see the word from the Lord. He said, hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, 
For the battle is not yours, but God's. What an encouraging word. We get into all kinds of problems, all kinds of battles. I mean, we can look at it today that basically Paul said the same thing when he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Um, (coughs) You and I can't fight those battles. We have to have the armor of God, which if you really break it down, what is the armor of God? That's what he says in Colossians, put on Christ. Each part of the armor is describing how in different aspects of Christ that we put on us. Um, that Because the battle's not ours. We are in Christ. He fights for us. Um, except often in our battles, there's things that we're responsible for. But here he said, nope, you have nothing. This is God. This is God's battle. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss name. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jerul. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Notice what they did when they worshiped. They didn't turn on the music. They didn't start singing. When worship took place, they got on their faces. They fell on the faces. Over and over in the scriptures, that phrase The word worship is associated with that phrase, they fell before the Lord. They got down on their faces, worshiping the Lord, and the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up. Their position changes. For what? What are they going to do now? Stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Their worship was quiet. Their worship was very intimate on their faces before God. Their worship is very humble. But when they go to praise the Lord, they stand up. Um, Let's go to verse 20. And they get loud. (laughs) And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. So first of all, I want you to believe God. Are you going to believe what he said? If you believe God, if you have faith in God, you're going to be established. Believe his prophets. And of course, he, he could be referring to Um, The prophets who were writing scripture, but I think he's talking about the son of Asaph here specifically. Listen to what he said. So shall ye prosper. We believe the Lord will be established. We believe his prophets will prosper. Or that was the word for them, and I think it could apply to us that if we choose to believe God's word, we choose to believe God, he's going to establish us, he's going to prosper us. But verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. 
that, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. Notice he didn't send the strongest first. He didn't send the he-men first. He didn't send the marines in first. They put the choir in the front, and the choir started leading the way in front of the army. They went out and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise. Notice that. They are listed as two separate things. But yet, we often, <clears throat> we associate, we even associate worship with music, and it was rarely ever done in the scriptures. Worship was about getting on your face primarily before God and humbling yourself before him. Praise could be done with or without music. Just because you're singing a song that has lyrics that are praising God doesn't mean you're praising him. But you can also praise God when there's no music involved. These are two separate things. They begin to praise and to sing. Now, we know they're singing praise, but both are happening. And I think anytime we start singing, we need to make sure that we're actually praising the Lord. That we're not just opening our mouth, that we're not just... Um, getting in the habit. Um, I like every once in a while having a service like this where we switch up things and sing some verses and don't sing others. And I think it's good for us to get switched up a little bit because it makes us pay attention more. Makes us, um, sometimes I, I, I like doing um, a hymn and maybe singing certain verses only because it brings out a specific message. Um, just like preaching, sometimes I may only preach from a few verses in a chapter or in a psalm, which is a song, and only taking a few of those verses. But the important thing is here that they were praising the Lord. They're singing to the Lord. And as this happened, it said, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to, to, to slay and destroy them. I mean, that's kind of funny. You've got this coalition of three armies, and all of a sudden they just... I, you wonder what happened. You know, you just wonder what God made happen in that camp for those two nations to get mad at the other nation. I mean, did somebody sneeze on one of the ruler's shields? I mean, you know, seriously, I mean, some of these old nations, it didn't take much to offend them. And you just wonder what happened to offend them. Um, I would love to know what God did. I can just see, you know, an angel of the Lord in there just messing with their minds. And they get mad at each other and they turn on each other. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, that's pretty bad. They made an end of them. They whooped them. Everyone helped to destroy another. Then they turned on each other. Every man for himself, you know. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked upon the multitude. Now imagine this, they're just walking along and they're praising the Lord and they're singing and they're having a good old time just praising the Lord. He's going to fight for us. You know, I, you know they have to be wondering, how's God going to pull this one off? Because I, we're singing, you know. What's going to happen? 
Uh, the wall's going to come tumbling down again. What's going to happen? Obviously, there's no walls out here in the wilderness, but you get the point. And look what happens. <clears throat> they come along and they're singing. And uh, verse 24, they looked upon the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen upon the earth and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off from themselves, uh, sorry, for themselves, more than they could carry away. That was a big army. If they couldn't even take away the loot. And they were three days in gathering up the spoil. It was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the Valley of Baraka, which literally means blessing, the Valley of Blessing. For there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of the place was called the Valley of Baraka, or blessing, unto this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them, to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. We see in this passage two things. The power of believing in God. The power of faith. We see, I guess, a third thing. We see the, uh, the second thing, uh, the power of prayer just taking our needs before the Lord when things are hopeless, and then the power of faith, believing what God has told us. And then the third here, um, the power of praise. They just start praising the Lord. It's amazing how things can change when we start praising the Lord. Not doing it for anybody else, not doing it to try to get somebody else to come to Christ, but doing it for the Lord, just praising the Lord. This is what Paul and Silas did. They're in prison and their ankles are tied up and they're here in prison in the middle of the night. What did they do? They prayed and they sang praise. They had learned a lesson from Jehoshaphat. We need to pray and we need to praise and what happened as they praised the Lord, the ground began to shake and the chains began to fall off and the gates <clears throat> and the doors opened to the prison. What a powerful thing. And then they went on that night being able to witness to the guard and to his family and they all got saved. When did all of this get stirred up? When they were helpless, when they didn't know what to do and they just started praising the Lord. What a powerful thing if you and I, when times get tough, when things get rough, that we just start praising the Lord. We come before him, we pour our, out our heart to him, we hear from his word, and then we just start praising him. It would really, really change things. When I was a little boy, <clears throat> um, during actually Desert Storm, my dad's always been into history and end-time prophecy and... Um, so there was a lot going on in the Middle East at that time. So every day we were watching the news. Um, it was a family thing to sit and watch the daily reports on what was happening in Desert Storm. And I began to get more and more depressed 
Finally, my parents took me to an evangelist wife that was actually in town at the time and asked her to talk to me. She had dealt with depression as um, a young woman. And so we sat down and we talked. I don't remember much about what she told me that night to help me deal with depression. But what I do remember as a little kid sitting there is her telling me that when she starts to remember the things that caused her to be depressed, and Satan tries to bring those things back up, she said she just starts singing. She said, I just start praising the Lord. She said, so if I'm in Walmart and that feeling of depression comes over me, I just start singing. I just start praising the Lord. And I thought, Walmart, God, please don't let me get depressed in Walmart. I can just see standing in Walmart and a little boy singing at the top of his lungs. <clears throat> I don't know if Miss Sue sang at the top of her lungs or not. But I, I started doing that, and it was funny because after that, my perspective, even on the war, changed. Because I, and I didn't feel depressed anymore, and my parents didn't change a thing. The change took place in my heart when I started praising the Lord. It's so important that we lift our voices, we lift our hearts to the Lord, and we just praise Him. And I want us to close tonight <clears throat> with another Stuart Hamlin song. The, the only, the, there's only three in our book, but this third one, Until Then. And let's all stand together. I thought this was appropriate, appropriate with this devotional thought tonight. Appropriate. Um, he says, until then, my heart will go on singing. So through this week, through this month, through these difficult times in which we live, our heart needs to just keep singing. We need to keep praising the Lord. Let's sing this together, 809.